And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Friday, November 24th, and we are here on Black Friday. I hate that term. I really do. Um, to really try to help you figure out where you want to go next in your financial life. And that's as simple as it gets. Where do you want to go next? And I think that for so many of you, you're overthinking it a little bit. And if you feel like you're doing a little analysis paralysis on your situation and you just want to have a clear idea of how to move forward, we encourage you to get in touch with us. All you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com, jillonmoney.com. And up in the top right-hand corner, it says, contact us. Now, you know what else it says? It says, register for webinars. I love that that button's there, Mark. It's fantastic. And what is that all about? Well, that is about the Jill on Money live webinar series. It's really just a subscription service. Our upcoming fantastic next webinar will be on December 6th at 7 Eastern time. And this is going to be one of those hardcore, what should you do before the end of the year kind of webinars. And if you would like to join us, you have to be a member of our community and that will cost you 35 bucks. You'll get this webinar, you'll have access to the previous webinars and you'll get three more after this. So you get four webinars and a lot of bonus content. You know what the bonus content that's going up this weekend is? It is amazing. It is our interview with Kathy Jones from Charles Schwab. So for all of you who have been moaning and groaning about your bond positions, Kathy is literally a bond queen. She knows so much about it. She talks about bonds in a way that you will be able to understand. And we are going on a deep dive with why you need to keep on your bond positions and not abandon ship. She does a great job of explaining that. Also, for all of you folks who are sitting there in your uh, money market accounts and not invested, she also has a compelling reason why that is not a good strategy. So to get that interview and to 
sign up for the next webinar, you'll have to join Jill on Money Live. 35 bucks. It's a good deal. All right, let's do some questions from you. Let's go from Anthony, who says, I work for a nonprofit organization and it offers a 403B retirement plan. I began contributing when I was 28 and I'm now 43 and I have $30,000 in the account. Unfortunately, the provider doesn't offer a good variety of investment choices. The lowest expense ratios are about 0.65 per investment vehicle. Yikes, yikes, that's high. The good news is now I'm a financial nerd and I realize that passive low-cost index funds are the best way to secure long-term growth and not have fees diminish returns over time. I wish I knew what an expense ratio was at age 28. Don't worry, they all had high fees then. So, you know, you probably are not that bad off. Okay, a few years ago, I all but stopped contributing to my workplace 403B and I opened up a Roth at Vanguard. I now only contribute enough to my 403B to get the employer match and my main retirement contributions go to Vanguard in low-cost index funds. My question is, how can I get my original contributions out of the 403B and into my personal Roth while still at the nonprofit? The provider says the IRS does not allow in-service rollovers for employer-employee accounts, and there's no way to move the funds while still employed. I think that's right. I hate to say that, Anthony, but I do think that's right. Would I really need to change employers to access my money and roll it over into my Vanguard account? Other than my workplace switching 403 providers or me switching employers, are there any other avenues that I can pursue? If I leave the money in the 403B, I'd be leaving a lot of money on the table as it will earn much less over time than there at Vanguard. I think that your uh, question's already been answered. In-service rollovers are dictated by the firm. I don't think it's an IRS rule. I think it is a firm rule. And so um, if you can't do it, you can't do it. So what do you do? You pick the lowest cost fund in that plan and you invest around it and you stop driving yourself crazy. That's my two cents. Don't you think, Mark? Anthony's ready to leave his job just to roll out his money. I'm on a new job so I can roll my 30 grand out. I mean, and you're going to move down to like, a, you know, you're, go, you're putting less money in. So all of this is good news. You're doing what you should be doing. Okay. Stop driving yourself crazy. I'm giving you permission to stop driving yourself crazy. Okay. Here we have a question from Suzanne about home equity line of credit. Hi, Jill and Mark. I've been an on-air guest in the past. I appreciate your feedback. I have a question regarding the payoff of my HELOC. It went from three and a half to nine and a quarter percent interest over the last several months. Holy moly. Okay. Suzanne says, I've been aggressively paying it off, but I still owe almost $19,000. I can pay between $1,000 and $1,500 a month. Some months ago, some months a little more. I currently have 10 grand in savings. My job is stable. The HELOC is my only debt other than my home, which is a 2.75% interest rate, wishing I'd done a cash out refi. Six months bare bones emergency fund after HELOC is paid off is 20 grand. I'm contributing 10% to my 401k until the HELOC is paid off, and I will start maxing out the 401k at that point. I make $127,000 with bonus and spend about four grand a month outside of the home equity line of credit. I hate paying this much interest. Either way, the HELOC is going to be paid off in 18 to 24 months. I am earning 4.35% interest on my savings. Okay, so here's the question. Do you think it's advisable to apply a chunk of my savings to this home equity line of credit? 
I would say no. I mean, this thing's scheduled to be paid off in max 24 months. That's going to fly by. I know. I know. I mean, if anything, I'll tell you what I would do. If you're really like completely freaking out, maybe drop the 401k down a little bit. But even that, barely. It's going to get done. I know it's a bummer. This is the problem when you you pull, a, you have a home equity line of credit, sounds great at three and a half percent, nine and a half percent, not so much. I don't think I would do much to it. I think I would probably, I agree with Mark. I would just kind of keep on keeping on. If you want to do anything, uh, maybe go to 8% on your 401k and scrimp and save and all that, but it'll get paid off. It's okay. This is from Janet. Subject, Genworth Long-Term Care Insurance. By the way, I remember when I was a financial advisor, I sold a bunch of Genworth Long-Term Care Insurance. So interesting. Okay. Janet says, I have a Genworth long-term care policy. I purchased it in 2014 and so does my husband. The premiums are rising. Genworth does not have the best rating from AM Best. Should we stay with this company and pay the increased premiums or should we change companies or just insure me and not him or self-insure? I would like this security for myself and my future. He thinks self-insurance is the way to go. Okay. Here's the money. We own our home. We live off his pension. If I pay these annual premiums, I want to be able to depend on this company being around in 20 to 25 years. Okay, she's 67, he's 73. The lifetime amount of their spending, 420,000 with a maximum benefit of 8867, 3% inflation protection. Mm-hmm. You don't tell me about your assets. Can you really self-insure? The question is how much money you have. And we don't know the answer to that. I don't want to get rid of this policy. First of all, do we know like your health wise? How is your health? How is your husband's health? And how much money do you have in savings? Because the only way we can decide whether or not you can self-insure is having that information. You have your pen, you have his pension, probably have a couple social security checks also. So I kind of want to know what else you have, and then we can make a determination. Maybe the best thing to do if you have long-term care insurance with that higher premium is to lower the daily benefit amount, and that way you can reduce the hit to your um, to your premium increase, maybe. Let's see. But we, we want to know more about what else is going on. Lisa writes, my husband and I are 63, and we are in a 13% net effective tax bracket, meaning when they really figure out what percentage of their money goes to taxes, it's 13%. Their 2023 income will be similar. Our retirement income is from social security or will be from social security and retirement funds. Lisa will start taking social security at 65. She's self-employed and only make about 10 grand a year. Husband will retire at 65. We're going to hold off on his until 67. She says, I'm not in the best health and I feel blessed to still be here. Oof. We anticipate living on about $80,000 a year. Currently, we have a combined retirement account balance of just over a million dollars. 75% is uh, in the pre-tax, 25% in Roth. Historically, we've contributed to my husband's Roth 401k with about $22,000 a year and then a $2,500 Roth for me. My question is, should I put my contribution in a regular 401k or should I just be putting everything in a Roth? My thought was that we will be in an even lower tax bracket in retirement. So maybe take the tax break now. You know what, Lisa? Um, 
you didn't mention so much about like what other money you have besides just uh, the plain, I mean, I think you said combined retirement accounts of over a million. Given the choice, I guess that I would still choose Roth only because you're right today, based on today's tax rates, that you would be perhaps in a lower tax bracket when you do finally retire and you're done. But that also presumes that tax rates don't change at all. So they're pretty low right now. I think paying a 13% effective rate is pretty good. So if you do either of those things, I would do the Roth. But I think my preference is for a savings or brokerage instead. Okay, here comes Arlene who wrote to us about buying a lake house a couple of hours away from where she lives. And she says, oh boy, I hope this doesn't cut and come back and bite us in the tush, Mark. Hi, Jill and Mark. I wrote to you in 2020 about buying a lake house a couple of hours away from where I live. You advised me not to. I listened to your advice and I did not buy one. Aside from the money, I also realized that I didn't want to take care of two homes. We went on a family vacation with my adult children and grandchildren for a week. I rented an Airbnb. I plan on doing that every two years. No upkeep, no worries. Thanks for the advice. Phew, Mark, I thought she was going to be like, and I totally regret that I took your advice. (laughs) And goodbye. Uh, I'm glad. Listen, buying a property can be really lucrative. I get it. And you can really hit a wave of price appreciation. I do get that. But your money is tied up and there is upkeep. Operating two households is not the easiest thing in the world. I mean, look, if you enjoy it, fantastic. You know, I'm I'm excited for you. But I still really, really believe that for many people, you just, you have to give yourself the option of, well, wait, maybe I don't have to do this or maybe I do, but I just... Be clear, you don't have to just buy. It's not like, oh, buy and otherwise I'm a failure. So that's not the case. There are a lot of different ways to to move forward, maybe owning something, having a real estate, having rental property. All these things are, they're tough decisions. If you're trying to grapple with them, we'd love to help you out. Just go to our website, jillonmoney.com and click the contact us button. Don't forget to let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. Hey gang, don't forget weekly newsletter challenge. We need 200 more people to subscribe and Mark gets a $1,000 bonus, 200 people. So many of you are listening and you don't subscribe. Don't you want him to get that credit? The, the gauntlet has been thrown. And so by the end of the year, we need 200 more subscribers. We'll be keeping you up to date on how things are going with that. Daddy needs some, uh, some extra cash flow to finance his new house. So help him out. All right, it's Friday, and uh, we know that you've got a lot going on out there. So thanks so much for joining us. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman, Mark Talersia, the executive producer and king of all things web. And we are distributed by Odyssey. Don't forget to subscribe to us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your favorite podcast. And of course, as we come into this long weekend after Thanksgiving, do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow.